Hello and welcome to Mojo for the Modern Man, a podcast by humans for curious humans of every stripe, all about the state of men, manhood, and masculinity in our ever-changing world. My name is Ken Mossman, and I'm your host here at Mojo for the Modern Man. Hello and welcome to episode one of Mojo for the Modern Man. This is Ken Mossman, and I want to talk today about what this is and how it came to be, and and in particular about my journey as a, a man doing work with other men, and uh, how that came to be the focus of my work as a coach, as a leader, as a program developer. Uh, I grew up in the shadow of the women's movement. And and in some ways, it was a magical time. In some ways, it was a disturbing time because it was also the, um, you know, the the Vietnam War uh, was first raging and then drawing to a close. There was a lot going on in in the U.S. at the time. The, The Nixon administration, of course, Watergate, college protests, all things that I was aware of as a young kid and then as a as a young adolescent, and then as a young adult as well. But growing up in the shadow of the women's movement gave me some great insights and also created for myself some distortions that took me years and years to, I'm going to say, recover from. I'm not quite sure that's the right language. Perhaps the language is better make sense of. Because watching at that impressionable age watching women uh, stake a claim and find their place, mostly in the world of work, was, I'm going to say it was confusing to me on the one hand because I didn't understand the the machinations of uh, inequality, which was happening, of course, all over at that point. Because remember, too, along with Vietnam and Nixon and everything else, uh, we, were, we were seeing uh, race riots, a lot of change going on in the 60s and 70s that I was witness to. But back to the growing up in the shadow of the women's movement. Um, for me, it was somewhat of a, a confusing time. And maybe confusing isn't quite the word. I, I think more it was unsettling to me. Again, not because I disagreed with what was happening. In many ways, I was too young to, to understand the nuance of it. I just was very aware that things were being shaken up and that there was this, again, there was this, uh, this, this inequality that was being named and uh, addressed through the, through the women's movement. I picked up the mantle in ways that were neither healthy, I believe, or necessarily useful. Now, I found this out years later when I attended uh, a men's program. And I had considered myself, in many ways, the ultimate sensitive New Age guy. And there was an exercise that we did, which was, it was was called snags and bullies, snags, sensitive new age guys and bullies. And I, and there was a line in the middle of the room and calibration, you know, go over to that wall, uh, depending on how far over this line you are, go over to that wall if you're more of a sensitive new age guy. Now go over to that 
wall if you feel like you're more of a bully. Now, I know this is kind of an extreme in terms of the continuum uh, with the line down, with, of course, with the line in the middle uh, on, on the one hand, on the other hand, what I found myself, I went first to the, I went first to the snag side of the room. And as I stood there, it became really, really clear that it just didn't fit. It, it just felt, even though I had taught myself again, in many ways, overcompensated, taught myself to be that, a sensitive new age guy in other ways it became so clear my hat i had a visceral reaction that said yeah this isn't the right place buddy and i walked over to the other side and i just let my body kind of experience what was over there and what happened was i kept going farther and farther and farther onto the quote-unquote bully side of the equation i definitely didn't fit into that other camp and, and, and again, it was, a, it was a visceral experience that just said, this isn't your place. This ain't, this ain't where you belong. Go over the other side. And I did. And what I found out was that it felt like home. Now, I need to go back a little bit farther because what was it that had me at that event in the first place? Well, one of them was... Uh, a deep curiosity about, okay, here I am. I've been born into this, into this male body. You know, I definitely knew really clearly that I was the language we have for it now that we didn't have back then, but I am, I am a full-blooded cisgendered uh, heterosexual male. And, and yet I had no idea what it meant to be a man. Now, there's a lot more to say about this. And to my mind, there are, I'm, I, I am to this day dissatisfied with the, the definitions of manhood that are out there in the culture. And what I see over and over and over again in terms of, again, that those those two points on the continuum, bully, um, sensitive new age guy, um, this 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 notion that men are limited in their roles to being protectors, providers, and rulers of the roost. One who doesn't fit that description is less than a man. You know, someone who really. Uh, you know, a, a, a male adult who is more perhaps nurturing in his nature or has no interest in being the provider for his family, who is in a relationship, let's say, with uh, a woman who is, who is the breadwinner or with a partner who is the breadwinner and he, and he is not. You know, what gives me or anyone else, the right to say that that person living in a male body is is not a man or is less than a man. You know, what I want to say is in, in, in my world, and certainly my view now, of the range of the, again, the, the breadth and the depth of all things manhood, um, is is that if a man has not created, consciously created his own definition of manhood, 
he's kind of sort of missing the boat. And, and what I've seen is that in my work over the course of, of going on, well, it's been a long time, really, if I look at when I first became interested in this, um, it's been decades. And what I, what I see most of all is that we as men are asked to fit into models that we witnessed as children, that we witnessed as adolescents, that there were, there were seeds that were planted in our younger days when we really did not have the capacity to choose consciously. But there's something about those particular models that have, that have stuck. I think when I look at my own experience, one of the things that I see, having grown up the way I did, and when I look at where my own messaged, and when I say messaged, I mean those messages that I received as a kid, was that, okay, a man is a guy who gets up in the morning before we kids did, drove to an office 20, 30 minutes away, spent a day, put on a tie, of course, put on a suit and tie, uh, spent his day at work, sometimes had to travel, and then came home from this mysterious place called the office where he did man things. And, you know, in this case, uh, my dad ran a, ran a company. He was a, a, a trained as a chemical engineer, but became, um, you know, rose through the ranks of his company, became an executive. I had no idea what went on in that office, except it was the place of work. What I knew was that he made the money that paid the bills. Um, and, you know, every now and again, he played tennis uh, before he came home or on the weekends. And it, it was a mystery. There was a stoicism about him. By the way, he's, he's still with us. Um, he's a man with a great, a generous heart and a great sense of humor. Um, yet, as a, as a kid, you know, he, he was my example and I, I didn't really understand. It's interesting when I think about my own work to this day, I still have no idea what, what he did, what he did all day at work. Uh, I know it was important. I know he got, and I know he was compensated well for it. Um, uh, but I really have no idea what, what he did. All of the, his work still lives in the land of mystery in my inner child's mind. You know, what is it that he does? Um, a man was helpful. A man knew how to build things. You know, my dad was an uh, was an itinerant builder of things, and some of that I've inherited certainly, and I take great pride in it. Um, he would build furniture. He built a desk for my brother. He built a a, a desk for my my sister. Um, he he had a, a wood shop in the basement that he took great joy in spending his time in. Later on. Uh, after his after his retirement, he built via he still used the wood shop and he created uh, actually he never completed one but he he wanted to learn how to build violins. He was a violin player. Um, he still is. My my you know where am I going with this? You know the 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 whole notion of 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 manhood was a mystery to me. I mean, I think that's really the essence. The whole notion of manhood was a mystery. And I, I, I knew what it wasn't, but I didn't really know what it was. 
And I watched the males around me wrestling with a lot of the same things I was. Now, some of them early on adopted. Now, keep in mind that I had adopted this this, uh, sensitive new age guy um, persona. Now, in some ways it fit because I was sensitive. I was a sensitive kid. And, you know, I grew up hearing, oh, you're too sensitive. Um, uh, I, <laughs> I was also told at one point <laughs> by my older sister, you're so extroverted. Now, I had no idea what that meant, but, I, but it sounded really bad <laughs> to, <laughs> to, a, to a young kid. I was like, oh, I don't know what that is, but it's coming from my older sister. I don't want to be that. Um, so essentially, we're left with this menu that has two different choices on it. Either be the tough guy or be the soft guy. You know, either be the stoic or the deeply emotional. Either be the uh, the, the quote-unquote high masculine, which to me is the distorted masculine, or be this, uh, this kind of mushy version, which, by the way, is equally distorted. What we don't have is a drive toward adulthood and uh, in many ways choice. Now, I can say a lot more, and I will say a lot more as, the, as, as time goes on here, I will say a lot more, in addition to having guests and, and being uh, covering a whole range of topics that have to do with, you know, life in the 21st century living in a male body. You know, I'll leave you with this. Give some thought to the messaging that you received as a child, as an adolescent, from, from, from the time you were knee-high to a grasshopper up until now. You know, really look at what was the messaging that I received? Who was defining manhood for me, regardless of how you identify? Really look at, oh, okay, where did my notions of manhood come from? And do they suit me? You know, down to the core of my being, do they suit me? Or am I trying to fit into a suit that is really, really, really not cut or tailored for who I am? Or what do you see in terms of the men in your life? If you're not a man, what do you see in terms of the men in your life? Is the suit that they wear, metaphorically speaking, custom tailored to them? Or did they put it on because it was one of the only things in the closet? Anyway, it's been a delight being... So have a look there. It's been a delight being with you. I look forward to many, many more, uh, more, more podcasts to come. And thank you for joining me today. If you want to reach out to me, uh, Ken at Cirrus Coaching, C-I-R-R-U-S-C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G dot com is a great way, to, great way to reach me. And of course, you can visit me on my website, Cirrus, C-I-R-R-U-S, coaching, all one word, CirrusCoaching.com. Have a great day. I look forward to meeting you again on Mojo for the Modern Man. Take care, all. Thank you so much for joining me for this first installment of Mojo for the Modern Man. In the next installment, I'll be speaking with Boyson Hodson. That's the first of two episodes featuring Boyson. He's the communication director for the Mankind Project. A great conversation that I invite you to listen to both parts. And uh, please feel free to reach out to me 
at ken at cirruscoaching.com, C-I-R-R-U-S-C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G, all one word, ken at cirruscoaching.com, and visit me at my website, cirruscoaching.com. If you're interested in joining me for the fall 2020 installment of the I Am program, there's information on that on the website. And, of course, if you have an interest in one-on-one coaching or you just want to have some conversation, please feel free to reach out to me. Until then, see you next time. Be well.